the ipl is india's biggest sporting event every year around april may the entire family is crowded around the television in the evening watching the biggest superstars across the world entertain them in a short span of around 3 hours 2020 cricket is perhaps the most exciting event although in recent times you would argue that test cricket has overtaken it once again given the india australia and india england series which is currently going on but i would still say that the ipl has its own kind of magic right because you have uh, you know your favorite players from the indian team themselves split up into several franchises and they're all competing to see who'll come on top and then you have obviously you know you have the foreign stars you have ab de villiers you have chris gale and you have dwayne bravo you have kiran pollard the, the list has been huge over the years right and um, last year's ipl was slightly different um, the entire coronavirus thing you know pretty much messed it up it came towards the end of the year but it still provided us with entertainment but for me it was kind of sad because i'm a csk fan i've been supporting them since i was a kid and i'm used to watching them qualify for the playoffs every single year last year it went poof and i was just like why 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 i mean because i mean 2020 was a tough year on all of us but i was just hoping oh my god it'll be amazing if csk can win it this year but they didn't and it was kind of unexpected i mean you wouldn't expect csk to not qualify right i mean the expectation is okay csk may or may not win even though they are usually one of the favorites to win it but they'll definitely qualify for the top 4 like you have that guarantee but um since it didn't happen i was like i got to find out why so i spoke to my friend kosal about it um and i was just like let's just record this and let's just see you know where it goes and so it was just a casual conversation actually initially i'm just like let's just record it and see now let's see how it goes and we did so and um let me tell you something i was like i got to put this later like i recorded this actually back in december alright sometime in december and i decided let me put it up right around the auction or sometime around that so that it's relevant because i recorded this quite a few like you know weeks after the ipl ended and i was like it's not that relevant then let me put it up later so here it is um a few things about kosal he is like he's my classmate he's been my friend for, uh, in school and um, he's one of the best cricketers our school has seen because i've seen him play is brilliant but uh, this episode isn't about how he plays it's about how he analyzes the game so if you're someone who follows him on instagram you'll realize that he analyzes uh, cricket matches on his stories quite often and his anal- analysis is probably spot on right uh, whatever i read on his stories i read the exact same things uh, said like said or written by experts the next day so like you know his analysis is that good and he's also been on youtube lives with people like krishnamachari shrikant who was the opener of the 1983 world cup team and so on and so on so stay tuned listen to this one you're going to love it trust me kosal's absolutely brilliant and he'll be here on the other side of this intro stay tuned Hi Kosal uh welcome to the show man so I'm going to I'm going to be honest uh this is kind of an episode which I was looking forward to at the same time I mean it brings back memories of me uh, watching IPL this year and you know the entire uh let's say it crashed and burned right i mean csk didn't do well at all and that's not something you expect as a csk fan i mean you expect them to qualify for the playoffs at least but 
anyway thank you so much for being here but before we start getting into the details about you know why certain things didn't work out i would like you to tell the audience about yourself why you started supporting csk like what uh, like you know how how what does ipl mean to you what why is there such a you know love for csk i mean chennai is probably one of the most you know attached fans we have towards our team why do you think that is and why did you start supporting how what are your earliest memories of supporting csk uh first of all uh, hi harshit thanks for having me in the show it's uh, i'm very happy to be part of uh, your podcast so yeah so starting off with uh, csk uh, to be honest i didn't watch ipl 2008 okay i was in my first grade i suppose yeah i was in my first grade and i wasn't a huge fan of cricket since uh, 2009 after okay. 2009 uh my father initially uh, told me to start watching cricket okay he wanted me to play a sport so the easiest sport any indian could get into was uh, cricket at that time <laughs> like at least starting to play true uh, so uh, the first tournament i watched was uh, ipl 2009 and uh, there isn't any particular reason for me to start supporting csk because i lived in chennai so i started uh, supporting csk and uh, i i'm going to be very honest now like dhoni isn't the reason i uh, started uh, supporting uh-huh. csk it is uh, raina to be uh, to be honest because uh-huh. raina was a left hander and uh, he was right arm uh, bowler uh, off spinner okay so even uh, even i was a left hander and and uh, right arm off spinner so uh, that was the reason i started uh, liking raina and csk then afterwards i started after i started watching uh, uh-huh. cricket and all uh, dhoni was the captain of the indian team and he was also the part of csk so like that's the reason uh, uh, after dhoni uh, won the world cup everyone yeah. became fans of dhoni so yeah and that's when right i feel i became a proper fan of csk after uh, the world cup win and after that uh, csk uh, became a part of our childhood to everyone yeah i mean that's that I mean, I agree with you one hundred percent because even I remember I didn't watch IPL too much. I remember watching the two thousand ten final against Mumbai Indians, but then that you know Indian Indian team won the World Cup and stuff, and then suddenly IPL two thousand eleven, I watched every game with full uh, enthusiasm and all that and uh, all that. So Another that's fun fact: I didn't watch the IPL two thousand ten final fully because uh, that year, no, when I stayed up and watched matches, CSK lost all the matches, so I oh, had okay. this kind of uh, Indian. Uh, and uh, sort of the, that uh, tradition of uh, superstitions yeah so after the first innings i went and slept off i thought csk will win when i sleep no then uh, they actually won the match so yeah oh that's good uh, okay now you tell me one thing okay what what do you think is the biggest difference i mean you know we saw csk over over the years right so in 2010 day 1 2011 day 1 and then you know Uh, they didn't win for quite a while then they were suspended they came back and then they won again and now obviously this year we know what happened so i mean it was a disaster to be honest what do you think is the biggest difference between back then like back then and right now like the teams which won in 2010 and 11 and right the team which played just in the 2020 ipl uh in 2010 and 11 uh, there were a lot of youngsters in our csk Right. Uh, uh even dhoni and raina were in their prime uh all the other players like uh, uh 
uh, Ashwin Jakati played a huge role. We had a proper T20 uh, team, okay, back then in 2010 and 11. But this year, uh, obviously, the pandemic could be one reason. All the players were very rusty; they couldn't play well. Our fielding was very poor, and right. uh, the players were not in their prime. To be honest, they didn't play well, and uh, it was very evident it was uh, seen in the uh, way of kind of uh, cricket which csk played this year because you expect csk to at least uh, place fourth in the points table but this year it didn't happen it's because uh, there could be some problems in the management uh, raina leaving and the other old players not being not able to play properly or some reason csk didn't uh, perform properly this year and there were a lot of other problems too like because our uh, csk was the only team uh, in which the players tested positive for covid so yeah, right, right. Uh, other teams had an extra week of practice we had a, we had one week less uh, pra- practice in uae so uh, these are the reasons why we couldn't uh, perform well this year wow okay so okay i'm going to ask one thing now uh, which i have noticed i'm not a very like you know i'm not a a cricket analyst or anything like that right so i don't i do not know enough of the game to analyze stuff but one thing i noticed uh, when i look back now in 2010 and 2011 we used to have the ability to replace players quite well so like you know when for example when matthew hayden was there and then he left we had mike hussey come in and you know take his place and you know the performance level didn't uh, vary at all and then even uh, pace bowlers we had bollinger and then you know slowly we shifted we got hilfen house and then we were able to find replacements quite well and then they had even indian pacers like mohit sharma coming and bowling for us but uh, right now do you feel that we are struggling to find that you know necessary squad depth and you know there are we are we unable to pick perfect replacements for players who are unable to perform at the level they used to uh yeah i agree but uh, last two years uh, shane watson was a brilliant opener for us okay right in 2018 and 19 and 2020 the management believed that uh, watson would perform equally well in 2020 but he didn't and uh, to find replacements i think that they were quite overconfident csk this year they put in a lot of faith into players and in all these years it worked out but this year it didn't and uh, the replacements which you told now happened over years didn't happen right. within a season so uh, this year we didn't uh, have any replacements for uh, the players who didn't play because of some uh, regulations or covid protocols i don't know why but i yeah, i agree up to an extent that this year our replacements uh, we could we weren't able to find a proper replacement for players right okay so that's i mean yeah I, i agree with that right yeah the replacements were over a period of time and not instantaneously so yeah now going into that now since we're on the topic of replacements what do you feel are like you know one of the biggest uh, like obviously we as you said watson didn't perform to the level he was performing and then obviously you know even players like bravo and all are aging so i mean even they are not performing at the level they used to perform for us right i mean i'm pretty sure you must remember how we had bravo and then we had we had albi morkel and all that we had two excellent all-rounders this year we had sam curran which is a good find but um, what do you think are the possible players that we should be looking to replace and who should be 
who should we get in place of them is it as long as it's possible i mean obviously there are a lot of constraints i mean will we be able to get those players to come and play for us or not but if you could pick anybody like you know to just come in and play and who would fit into the csk mold and is like you know we have will be able to provide the funds and the players will also be willing to come here who do you think we should be trying to get and who should they replace in our squad currently uh historically speaking uh, csk never purchased uh, star players okay right. we purchased uh, a proven proven players or uh, proven players in domestic level and converted them into stars that right. has been the tradition for csk okay so this time i feel csk won't buy uh, some huge players like aaron finch or uh, a top class opener The, uh, a possible uh, replacement for shane watson could be uh, i'm not sure how many of you know this there's a player named david malan in england okay he's currently the number one t20 batsman and right. he went i think he went unsold or he didn't get into the auctions last year but this year uh, he could prove a great buy for csk if csk are willing to buy him right and i think i think i get what you're trying to say because i mean csk hasn't actually purchased any like you know star uh that's probably because of the management i feel because uh, yeah. the csk management have always been uh, very conservative in their uh, purchases during the auction and even in the team selection so it's uh, completely based on the management right wow okay so but do you think we should change that i mean as you said right csk isn't a team which usually goes and spends you know big box to try to get players in but over the few years we have seen a few we have we have quite a few exceptions in the ipl of players who like you know went for big money and they delivered as well so do you think csk should try that approach because um, just because this has been like you know what we've been doing over the years doesn't mean we have to st- still stick to it because as we can see this year it didn't work out that well so do you think they should change the strategy for next year try to spend you know a bit more try to get in like you know a top class player who's already established that he can perform in the ipl rather than trying to bring in a newcomer or uh, from outside or within india so what do you think we no, should do i'm not very sure to be honest because uh, buying star players uh, could go either way they could either right. perform extremely well or they could perform extremely bad so right. we always seen in this case uh, in, uh, rcb has always been victims of the star players you see right, they right. purchase star players every year and they don't perform well to you the, for the team yeah, so don't. I, i don't know csk could try it but i'm not very sure of the success because if they are proven players no they don't have anything to prove even if they have one bad ipl season they are definitely going to perform uh, well for their country or uh, any other well for their country so you need to buy players who uh, are not very well established because this year if, if you see uh, people like shane watson and all he doesn't need anything to prove he is all, already a proven star player and he was in the fag end of the of his career okay but uh, rutraj gaikwad uh, he wasn't he isn't an established uh, player but uh, he played well for csk during the later stages of the ipl because he had a point to prove right. so i feel if we pick uh, let's uh, i pick uh, uh, players from the domestic uh, like, like domestic players who aren't very well established it could prove uh, good for csk right 
Right. I mean, they'll have the hunger to prove themselves, right? They'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, I might that, get only one match in the entire that's season. That's so I got to go out and give it my all. So that yeah, kind yeah. of attitude will be there. So, yeah. um, okay. So now, now that we're on the point of domestic players and things like that, we do have, you know, several Indian youngsters who have been coming up over the past couple of years. You know, we've had quite good success in the past decade or so in the under-19 World Cup and all that. We've performed really well. Any Indian youngsters, whether they are or whether they have already represented India or not, is not important. But any Indian youngsters who CSK should be looking to buy, who may not necessarily, you know, cost the big bucks, but will still go for a reasonable amount. But we should try to get them. I'm not. I'm not very sure of the uh, youngsters uh, from the Indian domestic, uh, Indian domestic circuit right now because. The some of the players whom I am aware of have already been picked by other franchises. Right. So I think uh, that CSK would definitely pick two or three youngsters. But uh, to contrast of last year, they could actually uh, play them more in the matches rather than right. having them uh, rather having them carrying drinks to play. So I think uh, next year uh, CSK could pick uh, some good players like Gaekwad, uh, like like Gaekwad. Right. Okay, now since now on the topic of you know picking young young Indian players to play, so I you know in IPL this debate comes almost every year now. Uh, should we allow an extra foreign player to you know be in the squad? Should the limit be raised from four to five? And uh, should teams be allowed to purchase more foreign players in their squad, etc.? So many debates are there. Uh, I, however, have a different form of thinking. I thought, how about we make uh, a limited number of uh, games like you know every franchise should play at least you know let's say two games a season with an all indian squad or you know or you know maybe should we place some restriction on allowing international players who have retired from playing for their countries like Shane Watson and all should we place a restriction on the number of games they can play so that indian youngsters get more opportunities to you know showcase their talent what do you think of this should there be do you feel that uh, do you feel like what is your opinion on this entire, you know, foreign player debate? Do you feel that they should be given more opportunities to play foreign stars? Or do you feel that, you know, there should be some restrictions so that Indian players should get more opportunities? Or do you feel like the current system is perhaps the most efficient way of doing it? I feel the current system is good enough because, uh, you see, there are a lot of youngsters playing in different franchises. And at the same time, there are foreign stars coming uh, to your country and things. So, Definitely, uh, playing four foreign stars is uh, good enough. I feel uh, if there are four foreign stars in a team, it could prove good for the youngsters uh, in franchises because they will be able to learn from the foreign stars who are from different, uh, who come from different parts of the world. So I right. feel four, uh, I feel four foreigners in a team is uh, good. It's uh, it's good. I don't have a, uh, any objections towards it. Maybe I feel that uh, each, there there should be a rule like for uh, for uh, yeah, foreigners. Each team should have one uncapped player for at least two or three matches uh, in a season. So I feel that could be a good uh, good uh, rule. That is actually going to be my next question. Actually, based on what you were saying, so in the initial parts of the answer, I was just wondering. However, should they make a res- should they make a reservation like you know one spot should belong to an uncapped Indian player or something like that in every match or you know some uh, you know some or a minimum number of you know we need an overall total of 
five appearances throughout the tournament it can be by the same uncapped player or it can be by you know multiple uncapped players as well five appearances of an uncapped indian star per season or something i was just wondering should we have that yeah that could uh, that's a very good innovation which uh, ipl could bring in so i feel i'm i'm a supporter of it i feel that it should become a rule then yeah, but, yeah the reason why i had this was even i was reading articles which are saying that you know uh, because of the big names uh, mm. some franchises might be tempted to uh, you know play them more just because you know uh, you do realize that if you bench a big player it could create a lot of controversy it could create a lot of drama and it could be a negative for the image of the franchise itself so that you know i have read articles i do not know to what extent they are true but you know franchises are hesitant to do that because of the bad pr image that they'll have so maybe having this you know minimum uh, you know minimum appearances for an uncapped indian player could also provide an excuse for franchises to maybe you know bench their you know foreign stars who may not be performing and give opportunities to young indian players so that's why i feel all the franchises should just ignore about what the media and other people say pr value is uh, immaterial it's uh, not uh, it's intangible so true uh, even the players who get benched no don't uh, worry about it it's just the media yeah. which hypes out uh, hypes up everything and uh, creates some noise outside so i feel uh, the franchises shouldn't bother about it and just uh, continue uh, giving chances to youngster if there is a rule with a rule which is uh, which comes in the future that uh, one uncapped player should play that squad right. the team right so um talking about youngsters right so uh, we have sam karan right now okay so he's probably been our biggest find this season i mean he's he's been effective uh, not just as a uh, not just as a bowler but also as a batsman who can score runs and score runs quickly as well something which uh uh people like watson struggled with now i noticed in your podcast with uh i not i'm sorry not podcast uh, i noticed on the youtube live where, where you went with uh, shrikant sir and you were speaking about how if watson bats uh, and he takes he gets settled you actually can't get him out but obviously it takes time to get settled right so do you think we need uh, if we have to replace uh, players like shane watson and uh you know eventually bravo as well i mean we will be looking for an alternate all rounder um who do you feel right now irrespective of you know their status or their you know how much cash they'll cost who do you think csk should buy for replacing watson csk should go for uh, david malan like i told he is the best t20 player right now right and uh, he could very well fit into the csk uh, type of players because right. he isn't very aggressive and at the same time he plays his game so i feel david malan is a very good replacement for uh, uh, shane watson and moreover he is a left hander so right. if we have another uh, right hander uh, opposite to him for opening the left hand right hand combination could uh, work out uh, well for csk right and for bravo who do you think i mean they already have an alternator in sam karan but i felt one of the big differences that especially in the 2011 season that separated csk from other franchises was we had both markel and bravo so we had two 
very good all rounders in the squad and they both performed as well if you were like you know if you're watching if you remember that season you know markel and bravo won several games for us who do you think should we look for getting another all rounder to complement sam curran and if we and obviously replace bravo in the long run who do you think we should go for when it comes to that position uh look uh, bravo and alvi markel they both were uh, batting all rounders okay Right. at the same time they bowled exceptionally well but they are batting all rounders right whereas sam karan is a bowling all rounder right so i feel we should look for some batting all rounders right so i am not very sure of uh, whom csk will be picking next year but i feel there is a necessity for a batting all rounder right who should you who will you buy if you were if you were given the charge of you know csk's budget management and all that you have to pick one batting all rounder no matter the price which player would you buy for me uh, mohammad nabi is a player from afghanistan right he is a batting all rounder so i feel he could uh, uh, prove good for csk but i'm not very sure because uh, he is currently playing for sunrisers and right. if he gets dropped then csk uh, uh has a very good chance of picking him in the auction and uh, he could prove good for csk and uh, shakibal hasan uh, is a player from bangladesh right uh, he uh, he hasn't played for a year because he he, uh, he has he had to face some ban because of some controversy last year uh, he isn't in any team now so i feel if he comes into the auction he could prove uh, good for csk Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I have seen Shakibal Hasan play over the years. I mean, he's been playing for around ten, ten uh, years now, in my opinion. As long, as yeah. Long yeah. He's been playing for twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah. yeah. So about Mohammad Nabi, I haven't. I haven't actually seen much of him. But now that you say his name, it does ring a bell, and I do remember, like you know, him, you know, I do remember seeing matches of him. You know, either for Afghanistan or Sunrisers. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. This seems to be. Yeah, that seems to be actually two very smart buys, if you ask me, because the, the, these are the kind of players who slip under the radar, like you know, not not everyone realizes that these players are there. Now, yeah, they don't. If they come to the auction, they won't cost much, if you ask me. Yeah. At max, they'll cost some four to five crores. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, now that you said the auction, um, there are talks of you know a mega auction coming up next year. Like, no, you know, no, no, no. That is completely ruled out. Uh, the BCCI uh, in the last AGM announced that uh, there there will be ten teams from two thousand twenty two, and the, there will be no mega auction this year. Oh, okay. So then that's my mistake. Should have checked that. But okay. Well, it is fact whether it is a mega mega auction or not. Here is one question which I feel uh, CSK fans are. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. There are. I do know a few CSK fans who. are uh, you know quite opinionated on this on either extreme but do you think we need to drop some of our senior players and that in that includes you know mahendra singh dhoni as well do you feel that because if you ask me i still feel that quite a lot of them do have a lot of cricket left in them it's just you can't just judge them on one bad year but do you think that you know there are a few players who we should be looking to drop or maybe you know because there were talks of you know uh, CSK maybe dropping Dhoni for the auctions and then using the right to match card to take him back so that it'll cost lesser price, of course, because if they have to retain him, it'll cost a lot more. So 
are, are there any things that they should be looking to do in the ahead of the auction which player should they drop which player should they be trying to use to uh, which player should they retain which player should they use the right to match option and so on uh, the right to match option won't work in the next uh, auction because uh, it is a mini auction so i don't think uh, csk will drop dhoni and get him in right to match because there's no option available next year right. so i feel for the next mini auction which is happening in 2021 uh, csk uh, shane watson has dropped himself because he is retired from all formats he is right. not there uh, i feel uh, harbhajan singh could be dropped because right. he hasn't played for 2 years and he's quite old now uh, he caused some two crores to us so we could drop him uh, we, we could drop harbhajan singh and i uh, i personally feel that uh, bravo should be dropped from csk like right. yes he is a proven match winner he has won matches for csk but i feel that uh, his time as a prime all rounder is over we should move away move on from dwayne uh, bravo so that's all that's all uh, these these are the two players whom i think should be dropped from the team right and uh, okay so and, and one more and one more and sorry sorry uh, yes. i don't mention this name it will create a huge controversy a kedar jadav should be dropped from the team sorry kedar jadav should be dropped yeah i mean yeah, yeah. this year i can tell I, i mean lot of people i did see a lot of you know comments on you know social media about kedar jadav's performances yeah but yeah. yeah but not just him i mean the entire team as a whole didn't perform up to the standards that they were looking to perform to so if there are three major changes that you have to that you feel as you know uh that what do we what do you feel are the three big changes csk should make next year apart from you know uh just you know this player choosing that player choosing this player dropping that player dropping as an overall look three things csk should change from 2023 so that they can be more successful in 2021 uh look uh first of all uh proper youngsters in csk team because csk right. have always uh banked on youngsters apart from this season right okay so uh bringing back youngsters into the csk picture into the csk team uh could uh, change the whole outlook of the team if you ask me right uh yeah so that is one thing and now we are currently in the leg spinner era if you ask me if you see right. all teams have exceptionally uh, uh all teams have exceptional uh, leg leg spinners like rashid khan yudhvendra chahal kuldeep yadav all these players have been uh, what modern day uh, greats in t20 internationals so right. i feel csk uh, do- csk doesn't have any leg spinners it had piyush shravla uh, i don't think he is a good option uh, to right. uh, he, i don't think he's a good option for csk i feel that uh, csk should buy some quality leg spinners uh, to win uh, tournaments right and next uh, all other team has some uh, quality fast bowlers to who could bowl 145 150 plus right csk uh, have never had those kind of bowlers but i feel it is a it is the right time for csk to buy some uh, good quality uh, fast bowlers so these right. are the three changes which so i would I like mean, to see in csk 
and by fast bowlers you mean just raw pace right just no none of that you know a technique you know just someone who can come and bowl consistently at uh, you know speeds which batsmen would be afraid to face you yeah yeah that? yeah like like mithil stark and all yeah yeah i mean Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, but like you said earlier, we do not know if CSK will be looking to go for someone like Mitchell Stark. But uh, that being said, this year we did see. This is like probably my, one of my last questions to you. This year we did okay. see. Uh, this is about the IPL as a whole. We do see new talents coming up every year, right? I mean, this year one of the biggest finds has been Natarajan, who was you know who's been on. He was phenomenal for Sunrisers, and then recently in the, uh, for India as well, he's performed really well. and we see this every year you know we have at least one or two names coming up indian names who just you know blow people's minds away they may not be entirely new to the ipl like you know they might have been playing for a few years but then suddenly one day one year they perform exponentially well who do you yeah. think will be the next stars of the ipl from indian uh, from the indian you know indians like who do you think will be the next big indian stars for next year's ipl uh for me personally it is uh, devdutt padikal from rcb because right. he uh, he filled the void which rcb had he rcb always had problem with openers i feel devdutt padikal did exceptionally well to fill that void in rcb right next is uh, rutraj gaikwad rutraj gaikwad uh, in the fag end of the ipl won three man of the matches three, three man of the match award continuously no other right. player in the history of csk has done it Yeah, Dhoni or Raina. Rudraj Gaikwad was the first CSK player to win three uh, Man of the Matches continuously. Right. Uh, and then I feel uh, Ravi Bishnoi from Kingsland Punjab is one quality leg spinner which India is going to have in the near future. So these are the three players for me. Right, and it's good thing actually. I mean, you have such. I mean, India has always, you know, we have had talent coming through, but right now it's. Let's be honest. It's actually becoming quite difficult for people to find a place in the Indian squad because of the amount of talent we have. Um, do you think that you know maybe along with uh, let's say and and it creates a huge debate coming to the national team now. You know, there's a lot of debate saying that you know uh, the national team several players give more importance to the IPL and uh, compared to you know playing for the country. And you do see that in some sports, uh, even though. cricket since you know franchise cricket has only been there for the past i don't know 10 15 years it's not been much of an issue but in several other sports you do see you know players you know giving preference to their uh, you know clubs and franchises over their country do you feel that in india that could potentially become an issue or do you think that it will never happen because all we'll always indians will always give more importance to the country uh yes uh, youngsters are definitely more excited for ipl or other than the international side because i if you get picked by any franchise in the ipl right. and if you uh, and if you win matches for your team at least one to two matches you're you're being looked upon now like by the selectors by right. the whole country so i feel uh, youngsters are more motivated to play in the ipl uh, than the national side it is because uh, to get into the national side you first nowadays it has become a norm that if you perform well in the ipl you get picked by any national side right. right so i i somehow feel that uh, uh, after you get picked by some ipl team and if you are retained by them 
I feel the urge to play for the national country reduces. I, I'm not very sure. Just my feeling. Okay, I could yeah. be wrong here, but mm-hmm. I feel a lot of youngsters now are uh, limiting themselves to IPL, uh, IPL cricket uh, rather than moving on mm-hmm. from there to international cricket. I could be wrong also. Right. No, I mean, yeah, obviously, it's just an opinion. You can actually never tell what players are feeling within their heads. At yeah, all. yeah, it's there, so that's true. I mean, this, option, this, yeah. this, this question cannot have any definite answer. But like, yeah, that is there. I mean, you know, it's it's again like, you know, the same thing as you said about the senior players, they have nothing left to prove. So, youngsters also have the feeling that, you know, okay, I've done this. So, why should I try to do something more? I'll, I'll be happy with where I am. So, yeah. anyway, uh, la- my last question to you. Where do you think CSK will finish in next year's uh, league table? And who do you think will win next year's IPL? Uh, if you ask me, I'll say CSK will finish top of the table and CSK will win the IPL because I'm wow, that kind okay. of CSK fan. But I'm not very sure of next year's IPL because having the mini auction, Mumbai already has a very strong team. Right. And I'm not very sure that they'll remove players from the team because they have... Uh, so they have such a solid team that they can win next year's IPL easily. Right. I feel Mumbai going to the going into the IPL next year. Mumbai are the favorites. Right. But then again, it's the I, IPL. I know CSK. CSK uh, could qualify for the playoffs, but uh, uh, to be uh, to sum it up, uh, heart says CSK, mind says Mumbai. Right. But yeah, but again, it's the IPL. So, I mean, every year there's almost at least a couple of surprises thrown in. Some franchises which perform extremely, which are expected to perform extremely well, uh, end up, you know, performing terribly. And some franchises which are considered not to have that much of a chance end up, you know, shocking everyone and putting in a spectacular performance. So, as a CSK fan, I'm going to have my fingers crossed. Hopefully, we do better next year. And... Uh, I think maybe you can send this podcast on to CSK's management so that they can listen into this and think about what young fans have to say. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. Like whatever we say, Tala has his own way. So Tala, Tala, Tala. Uh, that's true. That's true. Hopefully, uh, MS Dhoni still has his mightiest touch with him, and hopefully, he can change things for us. Thank you so much for being here, Kosal. I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners are gonna have would have enjoyed listening to this. I mean, because number one, it's CSK, number two, it's IPL, and number three, it's cricket. I mean, Indians love at least two out of the three things. So, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.